0: Hello everyone, this is Asha Saxena. I welcome you all to the CDO Magazine interview. I am the founder and CEO of Women Leaders in Data and AI. We are partnering today with CDO Magazine, MIT CDOIQ, and the International Society of Chief Data Officers in the series of interviews. I have the pleasure of talking with a dear friend, a colleague, Wendy Lawhead, Director of Enterprise Analytics at McKesson, and a fellow Wilda member. Uh, Wendy, welcome to uh, the interview and such an interesting topic in the conversation.
1: Yes, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's definitely generative AI is the, the topic of choice right now, so I'm glad to have this conversation with you.
0: When we talk about the output should be is biased, uh, what is the responsibility of humans uh, to really figure out how the bias is not coded into the algorithm they're creating?
1: Yeah, so it becomes an issue when you're starting to target, let's say, particular customers or markets, and when you have a model, it requires um, it requires a thorough understanding of what kind of data is going into building that model, and if that data isn't comprehensive and inclusive of all different, you know, aspects of whatever problem you're trying to solve, it can be biased. And so that's a problem because you might be, you know, excluding certain groups of people from your marketing campaigns, which need to be included. And it can be harmful, you know, if you're talking about issuing business loans or, you know, personal loans or anything that has to do with, you know, whether or not there's an approval process, it can be a problem. And so it's a responsibility of an organization to know what data goes into a model and to be able to explain why that model chose this particular group of customers, maybe to market to you for whatever business problem you're trying to address. so
0: and you know uh, uh, Microsoft, you know I'm, I'm so glad that Microsoft uh, an organization cr- invested in open AI to really invest and see how it can be comm- AI can be commercialized. Uh, but when they in 2016 when they had a chatbot Twitter on Twitter, they launched a teenage girl named Tay. Within 48 hours, it became biased because the data she was consuming, the chatbot was consuming, was all the hate data. And she basically very quickly, um, exponentially started becoming a very hateful person or hateful digital person on uh, Twitter. And uh, they had to take the the bot down because they realized that the algorithm really was producing the negative uh, sentiment instead of really looking at more more um, unbiased data that was fed into twitter so i think the implication of the model can be harmful if you are not really being vigilant about the practices of your ai ethics and i think that's where we when we talk about responsible ai and ethical ai it becomes really critical that you have those practices where you're consciously looking at is your data uh, how biased is your data? Do you have diversity in the data? And I always say that uh, we live in the world which is biased. The internet is biased. So when you build the algorithm, it's giving you that output is garbage in, garbage out. So it's so it becomes so critical that you're consciously thinking about how your what your practices are, and it starts from right having the right team structure, and that's why I think. We talk about, at Wilda, having the diverse team structure, having women and men, both gender, age, diversity, color, to be there in your data science teams. Uh, Wendy, you are the leader in your organization for enterprise analytics. What practices have you personally um, implemented which you think would help your organization have the right ethics and responsible AI practices?
1: Well, everything you're speaking to about having a diverse team is like I practice it. I have one of the diverse teams right now. I love it, and because everybody has such different perspectives and input, that not even you know culturally or ethnically, you know, looking into these things, but how people approach problems are different amongst all the different team members that I have. So I think making sure that you're aware of um, hiring diverse talent is a priority excellent and then upskilling and learning from each other like we do a lot of collaborative events we you know we share our projects we we offer you know insight and opinions you know and 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 look for feedback from people, especially people that want to challenge you, because that's the only way that we learn. So I think the diversity with your team and then being able to learn together in a psychologically safe environment where they're allowed to experiment and they can like try and take risks without worry about repercussion. It helps with innovation. It helps with like moving, you know, things forward. or projects or So it, that's that would be my recommendation. To anybody who is leading his team.
0: And, you know, I, I I like what you're saying because I think the first very first step is, I mean, you can clean the data, you can create synthetic data, you can try to look at the data and create diverse data, but if you don't have the diverse team with the diverse thought process, and if you're not listening to that team, then you might miss out on building the right model. And I think as we build the right model and also giving the feedback loop is really important and making sure that the models you're b- building have the right feedback loop. Um so the the whole uh buzz about generative AI, do you see organization using that when we start talking about application? How how viable you think generative AI could be in real business use cases?
1: Okay, so It is the word and it's the word because I am seeing things coming online exponentially right now, you know, just out there just because I think people are really starting to take it seriously. They're going into, you know, let's say chat GBT and they're typing things in and they're seeing what kind of answers they're getting and people are kind of kicking the tire. But in terms of business, you know, companies are out there already you know, reaching out to their internal, you know, leaders and asking them, hey, how can we incorporate this into, you know, our business? And how can it make our jobs easier, you know, to deliver products to our customers? So um, one of the most interesting things I just heard was, you know, Microsoft, Microsoft's looking for ways to really help build, um, you know, real great products for people who are trying to deliver value. And so to me, I'm thinking, okay, chat gpt everybody comes in and they have they enter in their own questions and that doesn't consider anything to do with what the audience is where the model that they're working on with microsoft considers all of your internal business documents and everything through like the 365 and i thought that was pretty powerful because you can go now possibly and say hey can you build me a presentation a ten 10-size presentation about this particular project which they might have access to and that model might like provides you just a simple template to get started. And I was like, wow, I could use that. It's like almost having like an assistant, you know, if, if you're in a leadership role and you need to create presentations, let's say. So that's one example.
0: Thank you, Wendy, for joining me today. Please visit CDO Magazine on the website for any additional interviews. We have a series of additional interviews. And if you have any questions about women leaders in data and AI, we call it Wilda. Feel free to contact Wendy or I, me for any additional questions. Uh, you can find us on LinkedIn
1: or on our website. Thank you so much.